Hello, Rasa. Hi, Dad. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to hear it. Are you ready to know everything? I sure am. All right, let's do it. Today, I want to talk to you about a wishy, dreamy, semi-magical way of talking that's hidden within everyday language. You've pulled me in. Tell me more. It's called the subjunctive. You've probably never heard of it. Yeah, definitely not. But you already know it. And once you know to look for it, you'll find it everywhere. Here's an example. Have you ever thought, I wish I were at the swimming pool right now? Yeah, I have. Think about that. If it was the present way of talking, you'd say, I am at the swimming pool. If it was the past, you'd say, I was at the swimming pool. If it was the future, you'd say, I will be at the swimming pool. But you didn't say any of those. You didn't say am, was, or will be, did you? No, I said were. If I were is using the subjunctive. Here's another example. Say you're praying for rescue because you're at the pool and it's been attacked by aliens. You might say, heaven, help us. Maybe. But heaven helps us in the normal way of talking. Helps us. Why would it be help us? I don't know. It's the subjunctive again. Or say a little creature is pointing at a fantastic map to take you away from the pool to a safe place but gives you a warning. There be dragons. It's a subjunctive. Uh-huh, because usually when you point at a map and you're saying where something is, you say, there is or there are. But the subjunctive is that magical way of talking. There be. Now say, at the end of your adventures, you're carried to a palace and a crown is placed on your head. The surrounding throng of people say, long live the queen. Can you catch the subjunctive there? Yes. It's long live the queen, not the queen lives long, or I wish the queen lived long, or the queen is living long. It's long live the queen. Every day, all around you, people are using the subjunctive, not just in fantasy stories or swimming pool alien invasions. The simplest example is this. Bless you. Ever heard or said that? Yeah, it's what you say to someone after they sneeze. It's short for God bless you, not God blesses you. It's the subjunctive in action. Again, it's taking over. One last example. Maybe I do a little snack run for you at the end of our podcast, and I bow and say, may it please you that I brought donuts. It pleases me, not it pleases me. Yes. Now you know about the subjunctive, you'll start noticing it, and you'll notice all the wishes, dreams, and magic we conjure every day. There be the subjunctive. Heaven help the subjunctive. Long live the subjunctive. Are you ready for today's poem? Yes, I am. 
called Come to the Edge by Christopher Logue. Come to the edge. We might fall. Come to the edge. It's too high. Come to the edge. And they came. And he pushed. And they flew. Amazing. Can I read it? I'd love that. Come to the Edge by Christopher Lowe. Come to the edge. We might fall. Come to the edge. It's too high. Come to the edge. And they came. And he pushed. And they flew. <sighs> What's happening in this poem? Someone's trying to convince another person to come to the edge. And I think of a cliff, but it could also be many other things. And they're saying, it's scary, you could fall. And then he says it a third time. Come to the edge. And so they were both standing on the edge. And then they get pushed. But instead of falling, they fly. That is such a crazy twist to me. It's entreating them, begging them, demanding them to come to this edge. And then when they do, what a dirty trick to push them off the edge. But then the twist is, it's not a dirty trick because really they could fly and they never would have known if they hadn't been pushed. And so they're so scared to go to the edge because they're afraid they're going to fall, and they do fall. They even get pushed, but... They fly. What circumstances in your life or everyday life does that make you think about, if any? Well, I don't make it a habit of hanging out on cliff sides, especially with people who might push me. But there were situations that I've had to be pulled into at least because I was scared that they weren't going to be a success. When I first joined my soccer team, for example, I was worried because all the other players had been playing for years longer than I had. So jumping on field with them really pushed you to your edge. What happened? Did you fall? Did you fly? Honestly, a little of both. The first year was pretty tough, but this year I feel a lot more confident. What would you say to someone else? Who's afraid of going to the edge of whatever their own activity is. If you can, try it. And you can tiptoe in. You don't always have to leap. Or just wait. Maybe someone will give you a push. Last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? Yes, I do. I have a vexing question from a listener named Georgia in Missoula. Georgia's vexing question is, how does your body know to keep breathing when you are asleep? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I missed the question there. Uh, Dad. Sorry. I will wake up, splash some water on my face, and get going on getting the answer for you and Georgia soon. Sounds good. back 
and I've got the answer to George's vexing question. Breathing is part of the autonomic nervous system, the independent, almost automatic bodily functions like heart rate and food digestion that happen without your conscious control. That's why you never had to learn to breathe, for example, like you had to learn to walk, talk, or ride a bike. Of course, you can control breathing too, by breathing faster or slower or trying to hold your breath. But you can't not breathe for more than a few seconds, or in the most extreme cases, more than a few minutes. And as soon as you go to sleep, the automatic pilot takes over completely. To dreamland and hurry. Despite the autonomic nervous system's best efforts, some people stop breathing for short periods when they sleep, a health issue called sleep apnea. To get their breathing back to normal, these folks may have to change what they drink and eat, the position they sleep in, or even sleep with special breathing devices. Wow, how have I not been more grateful for everything my body does for me? Well, unfortunately, Giving thanks is not autonomic, so you have to do it yourself. You Must Know Everything is produced by me, Jeremy Smith, and her, Rasa Smith, with awesome music by Furniture. Join us on Patreon, shop our store, submit your own vexing questions, and hear more than 100 previous episodes for free at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you like to listen. Please rate, review, and share the show with friends. And please join us next time for everything you need to know.